Blau und Weiß ein Leben lang. Hallo, meine Lieben. Wie geht's? Willkommen zum Das Einzige Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Uh, we're back for another edition uh, as the season winds down of the Schalke Podcast. Uh, I do not do this alone, thankfully. Uh, bringing in my co-host is Jack Mangan. How are you doing, Jack? Good evening, Richard. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm in a celebration mood, and that's because uh, we are not getting relegated. So uh, while it's more, more, most seasons, that's the pathetic thing to say. I don't care. We're not getting relegated. That's all I care about. Yeah, pretty wild that that's the conversation we're having at this point in the season with just a couple matches left. But uh, certainly cause for celebration because we were sweating it out for the better part of the last, what, two months, I'd say. So, yeah, um, yeah definitely cheers to that. <laughs> right on, exactly. Um, there's not much been to cheer about this season. A few wins here. Obviously, the big Riviera Derby match last weekend. Um, but yeah, it's uh, thankfully Stuttgart lost to Hertha Berlin. We can thank them uh, for the win there, and that um, that 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 meant and before the kickoff with Augsburg that Augsburg were safe automatically because they're already seven point gap. There. There's no chance they'll be able to come back in two games. We, on the other hand, had to get a point out of the game. A win would be nicer, but a, a point. Obviously, it was needed, and we did get that. It was um, not the most uh, entertaining games, but um, we we saw that the the free Katucha movement actually uh, had some legs, and we got the, we got our man on the pitch to start the game. Yeah, so going into that, as you said, uh, you know that that Stuttgart result on Saturday was was a big deal um, for us, and essentially it had locked up. Um, our safety uh, for us to not have been safe and for us to, to fall into that 16th place. Uh, we would have, would have had to rem- lose all of our remaining games, Stuttgart win them and Stuttgart make up, uh, I think a goal difference that was approaching close to 20 goals at that point. So um, pretty much locked up if not mathematically, but then as you say, this, uh, this result against Augsburg did that for us. So we're officially safe. And uh, yeah, the free Katuchu mo- uh, movement finally came to fruition. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed that it took Bergstaller uh, being with his wife in hospital, I think, for the birth of a, a child, I think it was potentially. That's the reason that it, that it came to pass. It wasn't just like a pure selection thing. So, you know, Bergstaller was unavailable, but I guess we'll take it any way we can. So uh, at long last, the free Katuchi movement paid yeah, off. Yeah, at long last, it freaking finally paid off. Uh, we're going to give kudos to Jack on that for start, starting the movement there. Um, you know, the, you know, look at the lineup that the guys put out. It's a pretty standard lineup, but uh, yeah, Nubel and that obviously Kalajiri, Stambouli, Nastasic, uh, and Ochipka in the defense. You had Mascarell, McKenny, Rudy, Serdar, obviously Katuchu as we mentioned, and Mbolo. Um, McKenny was playing right back in this for a good part of this game. Actually, uh, they went with a pretty much back four. I guess that's not surprising because we've seen him in that position before, but I guess it is surprising the fact that Caligari was playing. So they kind of like swapped roles uh, throughout the game, I thought it looked like. Yeah, so when I, was looking, when I was looking at the team sheet uh, prior to kickoff, 
I actually thought we might be looking at like a four four two diamond based yeah. on based on the selection uh, because you really only had one true center back in that lineup um, alongside Stambouli, uh, and I thought that maybe we'd see like Rudy at the ten with Serdar and uh, Weston McKenney right and left Mascarell um, in that sort of deep pivot in the in the in the diamond. Uh, but yeah, that, that's not the way it ended up being. It ended up being Weston McKenney playing um, in a back three alongside uh, Stan Bouley and and Nastasic. So it was it was the typical sort of three one four two in possession that drops back and do you know a five three two or even a five five uh, without the ball in, in our own final third. So obviously we've seen a lot of that. But um, once again, Weston McKenney in a. I don't know if we've, have we seen him in a back three as one of the center backs this season. I don't know if we have. Not this season. Yeah. Um... That might be the only thing he hasn't played yet. He probably has at some point in the year. I think year, he did one time briefly. He may have, but yeah, he's played striker. He's played wing back. He's played right back. He's played, you know, cam. He's, you know, he's played every position under the sun. I, I thought this was kind of a different look for him, but um, once again, just goes to show you uh, his his versatility. Obviously, I think a lot of us would like him uh, a little bit further up the pitch, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, I thought he played pretty well, so can't really yeah. fault Herb Stevens yeah. for doing that. I agree 100%. I thought he played well. And, um, I thought what was interesting for me in this match, um, not not the entertaining uh, high-intensity matchup, but no, it was the, you know, Katuchu involved in the matchup, I thought, um, brought a little bit more spark to the offensive side. Um, Katuchu and Mbola were both playing really well off their teammates. Uh, Rudy got involved a bunch of times. Serdar, obviously, um, Ochipka and Calgary as, as normally they do, but... I thought that was a little bit more fluid in the attack. That's the word I was thinking of, fluid in the attack, as opposed to how we were. Um, not to say that it's because Katucha was in it, but um, it helps to have a guy who likes attack and defense and um, is willing to give up the ball and, and set up plays and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, Bergstaller is – we know what he is and what he brings to the table, and uh, I think that's why you, know, you and I – would prefer Katuchu. Um, he brings an offensive spark that we think Bergstaller doesn't. Bergstaller is extremely hardworking, and he's gonna fight, and he's a very physical presence. He's gonna, you know, hold, try to be involved in the holdup play and everything. But when it comes to, you know, a real threat in front of goal, I think there's other players on the team that probably fill that role better. So, um, yeah. But once again, glad to see Katuchu get an opportunity, um, especially now that we're safe. Going forward, I would like to see a lot of the young players get a lot of opportunities because it doesn't really matter. I mean, we have nothing to play for at this point, right? So right. Uh, I, I would love to see Katuchu. I'd love to see Robbie Matondo. Um, I mean, Benjamin Goller, obviously gone now, signed a deal with, I think it was Bremen, right? Yeah. On a free transfer. That was unfortunate because I thought he was promising. Um, but yeah, you know, let's put some more Bujaleb in there. I don't know if there's additional players, you know, in the reserve team that we want to give a look to. Maybe some more Jonas Carl, something like that. But I, I would love to see Schalke play a bunch of the young guys going forward. Yeah, I would too. Uh, like you said, now that it's locked up, we're not have to worry about this relegation stuff. Uh, yeah, play, play the youngsters, see what they can do. Uh, maybe they'll surprise us and and uh, put a put a really good performance, get some goals behind there because um, uh, the veterans obviously this year we're not playing up to par. Uh, it was a struggle for most of the season. Uh, it was a struggle in this game a little bit just because we couldn't get any goals. Uh, but they, for the most part, we didn't we didn't give them any anything great to look at. Philip Max is pretty quiet for the most part, and he's a very talented player. Um, Augsburg on their day can be very strong. We've seen that you know, towards the end of the season they've had a couple of good results uh, before this. So um, yeah, I mean it was an okay game. It wasn't uh, 
you know, nothing's going to keep you up. If you try to, if you try to watch a Schalke game just to keep you up from going to sleep, I don't think that was going to work you know, this past weekend, at least not for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the season's coming down to a wind now. Uh, there's about Leverkusen next, and then the big game against, well, I guess not big game anymore against Stuttgart. Um, the, the bottom three has been decided, uh, whether Stuttgart gets relegated or not. We'll see who they play in the Zweite Bundesliga play, on the relegation playoff, but, um, what do you want to see other than the youngsters uh, these last two games? Uh, obviously, we want to see youngsters because we want to see what they can bring to the table. Who Who's the possibility that maybe there'll be some future? Obviously, Matando did really well in this game. I thought he nearly scored or set up a goal or something. But um, what do you want to see these last two games? I would like to see players fighting for their place in this team next season. Yeah. I, w- I, th- I think the rest of the season is an audition. And I think we're gonna find out who actually cares potentially. Yeah. Um, now that relegation's over with, like, is anyone actually gonna try to win games and, and play hard? Um, I think there's a lot of players in the squad right now that uh, a lot of Schalke supporters would be happy to get rid of, um, and maybe some players that would be happy to be gotten rid of. Uh, but that's what I would like to see. I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on on who it is that seems like they're auditioning for their place and, and trying to prove something or trying to show something with their own game. Um, yeah, that that'll be interesting to watch over the next couple of weeks. I would like to just about this game real quick this past Saturday. I do want to shout yeah. out Sebastian Rudy because uh I have been very hard on him all season long and I think rightfully so. But uh I thought this might have been his best match in a Schalke kit so far. Um so I think he deserves a shout out for that. And then also I I think Suat Serdar's evolution has been interesting. A little it has, bit. It has. The second half of the season. Still not great and has a lot of things that he needs to improve upon, but um, he's been showing flashes more recently of, of the things that we thought he was going to bring to the table when we signed him. Um, you know, his footwork, his dribbling ability to be able to, you know, take players on and, and you know, break through a line of, of defense and open things up for the rest of his team. And, um, I mean, recently he's kind of been like playing the, uh, I mean, Harit role in terms of just drawing fouls right and left. Yeah. Um, which is what you know Harit did for us a lot, setting up a lot of free kick opportunities and everything. And I thought Serdar's done a, a pretty good job of that recently too. So um, that's been encouraging to see. Once again, he's not lighting the world on fire, doing anything to make us, I think, too excited. But uh, you know, when you make a signing like that, somebody that you have expectations for, it's nice to start seeing flashes of that stuff. And I think he's definitely stepped up his game a little bit here in the Rook Renda. It seems that everybody or every opposition is going after his ankles all of a sudden. Uh, the last two weeks, I mean, he's got it, it got to be black and blue uh, with, with the abuse that he's been taking. It seems, but yeah, I mean, like it speaks to what you're saying though, because that's what Harit was last year for us. I mean, he constantly been taken down at the ankles um, for being shifty and, and being able to get uh, get around guys. And um, yeah, that's uh, I'm surprised. The first time I heard you say anything good about Rudy this year. I mean, it's obviously well deserved and. Uh, you know, we talked about this pre pre pod. I thought Rudy linked up well with Katuchu and he uh, looked pretty decent on some plays. He kept the ball well on the defensive end and um and defensively or in the midfield he would get rid of the ball quickly to somebody else to get out of get out of trouble. So he kept possession. He didn't turn it over, which was good and uh overall the team it, it was a decent performance. I mean there wasn't any goals. A goal would have gave us three points. Um would have made sure that we wouldn't have been relegated, but I mean now in hindsight, you know it doesn't matter anymore. But um, for me, the last two games of the season, I want to see. I agree with you. I want to see fight on this team. I want to. I want to see who's for real. 
I mean, now that now that um, we're not getting relegated, who's going to care anymore? Um, I have a sneaky suspicion that you know if McKenney plays, he's going to be playing hard. But I don't know. I don't know who else will or won't. Um, so you know, having some youngsters in there who are, are are hungry for this would be would be good. But with the vets that are there, who's going to be you know going for the loose balls? Mbolo, Berksell, or whomever. Uh, we want to see the. I want to see Skripsky out there. See what he see what he's going to do. Is he is going to be auditioning for Schalke or or another team? Audition is going to be big. I mean, like you said, teams are pay attention this time of year, especially when they're nothing to fight for anymore. How do they play? Are they professionals? Because that that tells a lot about a player. Uh, times like this, so we'll see. Um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's that's a that's a different angle as well as you know. There's some players that are probably looking to make a move potentially or players that we actually do want to get off the books. And this is an opportunity to kind of put them in the, uh, the shop window and put them on a, give them a chance to, to show other teams what, what they're capable of, even though they haven't really gotten the looks maybe that we would have, or they would have liked to get uh, this season, particularly some of the, as you said, some of the strikers, maybe like toy shirt and Skripsky haven't gotten quite as many opportunities up there. Um, yeah. I mean, I think this game, I don't really have, much interest in trying to break this this is not a very tactically astute podcast to begin with but i don't <laughs> that, i mean that's not you know that's not the bulk of what we do uh is like you know heavy deep level analysis on that kind of thing but i, I don't think you or i really have much of an inf- interest in talking about that specifically it was kind of a boring match and i think for the rest of the year i mean once again there's there's not much of a point in in analyzing how this team is playing given the circumstances because we have nothing to play for but yeah i mean it's it's going to be interesting watching those guys and see who who tries to put in a performance or if anybody catches your eye maybe that that doesn't because I mean they're not just they're not just auditioning for the current hierarchy they're potentially auditioning for the next manager whoever that is um you know and you know once a sporting director or a technical director gets appointed under under Schneider that sort of thing so um there's definitely a reason for players to put in good effort I guess if they if they're at all interested in having a future at this club, which I think they should be because it's a big club. It, it had a very bad year, um, but it's a big club and it's a club that has Champions League aspirations, not obviously winning it really, but to be in it consistently. Um, and that's a great platform for, for a lot of players, especially young players. So I, I would think that they would want to stay here um, despite you know the results that we had this year. Uh, I agree 100%, and it's funny that, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, potentially auditioning for the next manager. Um, that's been in the news, Schalke news, uh, as of late. Um, this will be like, a, this will be a short pod just because, you know, there's not much to talk about. We are, we're, we're safe. That's the, that's the most important thing. So we're celebrating that. The game wasn't that much to talk about. But, you know, outside of the game, there was some stuff to talk about that we want to get into. Um, the big news circling around, which we kind of alluded to last podcast, is that David Wagner is tipped to be the potential next manager for Schalke. He's the leading man at the moment. There's obviously other names, you know, Hecking and some other guys, but Wagner's name keeps repeating itself over and over again, it seems like. Um, and we talked about, uh, and, you know, Jack really convinced me and that this guy is probably going to be a good fit, you know, considered where he's coming from, where he came from, and the style of play that he likes. I mean, we, we all want to see offensive football and, uh, he looks like he could do that for us. Um, I saw a lot of interviews with him and, and some tactical stuff that he's done with with Huddersfield and on teams before. So uh, I'm excited if 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 that becomes uh, to fruition. But I know uh, after the match they were asking Hoop Stevens, the current manager, uh, what they could shed some light about this. And uh, Hoop Hoop's being Hoop 
Uh, he didn't say much. You know, he's ignored all those questions. He's like, you know what? I'm on the advisory board. I can't say anything. So, uh, next question. Um, what do you make if this is, uh, this actually turns out to be Wagner? And we, we talked about this last week, but, um, as it's, as more and more days pass, it seems like this could be a very well possibility. Yeah, I tweeted, uh, the Schalke account today, and I was like, announce Wagner already, because I kind of figured <laughs> I was figuring that was going to happen at some point earlier this week. Um, now, I mean, I guess what I thought we were waiting for was for relegation to be officially mathematically avoided, and once that would happen, we'd be able to get a commitment from a coach once they knew that they were going to be coaching in the Bundesliga. Um, we, we talked about this a little bit on previous podcasts. Uh, the, the names that have been near the top of the list, I guess, uh, based on you know rumors and everything in in, in papers and journalistic outlets uh, over the past month or so, you know Dieter Hecking's been a main one. Before that, Roger Schmidt was up there, um, and it was really only recently in the past week or two that that David Wagner suddenly seemed to be gaining a lot of steam in those in those rumors. And I and I, I personally, when I heard that, I was very excited about that because I'm much more excited about the prospects of Wagner taking over than. Than hacking, and the, you know, there's no disrespect to hacking. And once again, he's a he's a you know well-established coach with with plenty of Bundesliga experience and Bundesliga success. Um, you know, he's fairly well regarded, and I think you know if Schalke wanted to go in that direction and try to bring him in as a steadying hand for a season or two until they moved on to something else, I don't think that'd be necessarily a, like a really bad decision. Um, I just I just don't think it's one that really ex- inspires a whole lot of enthusiasm uh, for the future. Of the club, excuse me. Um, and Wagner's a guy that I think would do that more. Obviously, a former Schalke player um, with the Eurofighters team. And uh, so, you know, a guy who has at least a little bit of a history at the club. Um, as we talked previously, a lot of American players at Schalke. David Wagner has, you know, I think what, eight caps for the U.S. men's national team. Um, and he's, you know, he's German American. Obviously, I'm not trying to say like he's, you know, American through and through or something like that. Obviously, he's, you know, he's got kind of one foot over here, one foot over there kind of a thing. But um, I think people are just kind of generally positive about, you know, having an American coach coaching Weston McKinney um, and some of the other guys potentially. So that's, that's exciting in that regard. But then also just, you know, he's one of the brightest up and coming managers. I mean, what the, the main thing that he did at Huddersfield, I, for, put the tactics aside, I mean, you know, he's a disciple of Klopp or whatever and all that. Um, the main thing at, at Huddersfield was just, what he accomplished with no money, the mini- yeah, the minimal resources. Huddersfield is a, is, a, is a team with no resources whatsoever, and to get that team promoted in the way that he did, and then keep them up on top of that, it in and of itself is an, is an incredible managerial job. Um, yeah, there's concerns about the way he left the club in January. Some people feel that like he kind of quit on Huddersfield and abandoned them once it wasn't going well, and was just kind of like, ah, eh, you know, I'm tired, I'm worn out, I'm done. And, and some people that rub people the wrong way, but. Um, that's potentially, you know, fair criticism for not seeing out the season. But uh, I, I really do think that what he did there overall, despite the results this year, was was very impressive. And um, as much as people like to talk about how poor the Schalke squad is right now and how much worse it, w- it is than we thought it was going to be heading into the season, you know, the players that Heidel brought in, um, it, Wagner has a track record of, of getting great performances you know performances that were maybe more than the the sum of their parts on paper um and so i think that angle as well is intriguing from a shocker perspective um you know 
how much of the squad are we going to be able to overhaul in the summer? Are we going to be able to replace, you know, like eight players? That's a tough question. So if we do have some of the same same guys that were on the team this year, putting in really bad, you know, performances and getting bad results, maybe Wagner's a guy that can take that same group of people and, and elevate their play a little bit and get more out of them. So um, hopefully that gets announced soon. I know there was a meeting with the supervisory board. Um, I think it was today or yesterday or something. Um, yeah. Sounds right. And yeah. And, and that was a little bit frustrating just because you know, you bring in Schneider um, to take over as sporting director or whatever at, at the club. And then, you know, he, he's doing his due diligence and giving you recommendations. And then he puts it in front of the supervisory board and they just shut down all of his, rec- you know, so Reschke as technical director under, um, Schneider, which is what I think the rumor was, we were trying to bring him in from Stuttgart. Yeah. That's somebody that Schneider's worked with previously and wanted to bring in. And the supervisory board was like, "Yeah, no, we're not interested in that." And I understand that his his reputation's taken a little bit of a hit based on you know what Stuttgart has done recently. But to me, it's just a little weird. It's like you bring Schneider in to help you turn the club around, and then you're not really letting him do his job. Yeah, which exactly. is curious to me. Counterproductive. And I, yeah, and there was also some whispers once again i don't know if this is accurate or not that there was actually some resistance to wagner as well in that meeting not harsh resistance like it still might go through but that they weren't entirely sold on that and to me it's just like i don't know what else they have up their sleeve i mean this is not (laughs) shock is still i think a big club that can attract people but um you're not really in the best position to be attracting talent at the moment and i think that like reshki would have been potentially a good move and I think Wagner would be an excellent move for us. And so for the supervisory board to not be listening to the advice of the person they brought in to help turn the club around is just is strange. And if I was Schneider, I think I'd be a little bit frustrated at the moment. Yeah, why do, why would you bring somebody in to you know run the team and then don't let them do what they need to do? To Obviously, they have a vision. Let them see their vision out. Give them a chance. You know, let them prove you wrong. I'm sure maybe you feel snake bitten from the, you know, from the previous regime, maybe, but... That's still no, there's still nothing. I mean, I still, I, I know I still think, and I know you probably still think, Tedesco's probably going to still be a good manager. You know, if he finds the right place and, and he has the resources, he can probably do well. If he comes back to Schalke. Or if he comes back to Schalke, right. <laughs> Talking about um, that last podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And uh, that, was, that is a rumor that was circulating around. So, uh, But no, you know, considering the state that we're in, like you said, I mean, it's, while Schalke named the name brand will attract names, not in our current state, not in, you know, just be, just in the bottom of the table, just before relegation. So we need to get, you know, we need to get up there somehow first, and then let Schneider do his things, right? And let him, you know, if he wants to bring in a Reschke or whoever, give him a chance. What the heck? What, what I mean, nothing we've done well. So we've done nothing well since 2012, you know, really. So it's been a steady decline. So let somebody else with fresh eyes see it, take over, and and, and try to implement something that'll lead us in the right direction. So. Um, that is frustrating, and also I, I, I could, I would hope Schneider's, you know, frustrated at this point, but um, hopefully they give him a, a good enough excuse to, uh, a reason why not. But I'm sure it's BS, all BS anyway. So, anyway, <laughs> um, you were talking about Wagner before about um him being a, a German American, and and some of our listeners call start saying, oh look, it's Chalk America with uh. With uh, we're gonna have four Germans or four, excuse me, four Americans on on the team now, and obviously they forgot about us, Jack. But um, you said Wagner's not really an American. He is an American, but he's not. You know, Jurgen Klingsmann is more of an American than uh than David Wagner. 
he seems to have more of the personality of an American than David Wagner. But David, don't get me wrong, David Wagner seems like an awesome guy. So uh, I, I'm excited. To, you know, hopefully it does come to fruition with him. Um, and and if whoever comes, hopefully you know they'll let the supervisory board will let Schneider do what he do what he what you know play the play chess pieces, try to figure this one out because um, if you know maybe he sees Wagner, maybe Wagner becomes a really the next the next big coach. Who knows? Um, continues this yeah. gag pressing. When people talk about the most important Americans at Schalke, they obviously forget you and me, yeah. which is because clearly we're the most important Americans I mean, involved with the club. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, no, what I was just saying about Wagner was uh, I, I'm not trying to overstate that American connection um, be like, oh, he's an American coach. I mean, he's a, he's a dual national. I, I think I believe he was born in Germany to a um, American military father and a German mother. Yeah. Um, and is, I, I'm not fully up on his entire history, but I'm fairly sure that he spent the vast majority of his time. He's got a strong uh, German accent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In, in Europe and in Germany for you know most of his life. So I'm not trying to be like, this guy is, you know baseball and apple pie american kind of stuff that's not i'm just i was saying even so because there's an american connection at all people are excited about that um you know and maybe he has some insight into you know national team activities and you know what it means to play for the national team that could be useful to some of our younger guys or someone like that or maybe he'd have an uh, you know more of a vested interest in the success of those players and in their career and that could be you know beneficial to them um maybe he would play weston mckinney in a position that he'd actually be playing for the national team instead of playing him at right wing back or center back or something that that, that sort of thing um i think that's what some people are hopeful of i know some people are you know the the diehards of the team you know they don't like seeing someone from dortmund coming over to Schalke and vice versa um obviously he was the manager for the for the dortmund second team um so people have reservations about that. Oh, why are you bringing someone from the rival? But you know, people also forget that he did, you know, play under Hoop Stevens. He was on the Eurofighters team that won the cup. So, you know, that that argument that people are that are making about that is like, come on. I mean, we've had how many players? We, I mean, we went through a list a couple weeks ago about all the great players that played for both yeah. clubs. So, yeah, get over it. I mean, this this is far in the past, in my opinion. And you know, it's it's a coaching thing. I mean, I don't know. It's not as if. Um, you know, we're suddenly bringing in Berkey or, you know, some currently active Dortmund player. And, you know, we have to embrace this player with open arms or something like that. That's not the situation at all. It's like, yeah, you know, he was, he's longtime friends with Klopp and everything. So he was in the coaching system with Klopp at Dortmund, obviously. And then um, ended up making a move to England once once Klopp did, too. So uh, I... I it remains to be seen if he will get hired and if he does, if he will be a good hire. But personally, I think that's a good option for us. And I, I, if anyone's upset about the Dortmund connection, I think they need to get over it and give the guy a chance. Yeah. And, you know, all this talk about David Wagner, all, you know, for all we know, something announcement come tomorrow and it's somebody completely out of left field or whatever. And I mean, it is what it is. And we, we're having optimism at the moment with, with the potential of who it could be. Uh, but if it, it if they come out in left field and say somebody that we weren't expecting or somebody who doesn't seem like a good candidate in our eyes, um, it, I'm sure it'll be uh, it'll be Domenico Tedesco with a mustache with the name <laughs> R- Romenico Tedesco with a freak uh shirt on. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. That would be- Schalke introduced new manager Romenico Tedesco. <laughs> that name sounds so familiar. He's an Italian German too. No, he's a German Italian. No, 
Oh, man. Anyway, uh, the show's gone off the rails already. We're only 30 minutes a in. Bit. A little bit. It's a Monday, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not much to talk about in this one. Like I said, we, you know, the game was the game was not the, the most The game was fun. boring. I mean, let's be honest. The game, I mean, Schalke had a decent number of shots. Not a lot of them were on target. Um, I, I thought there were some moments where we showed some offensive flashes and some creativity around the box that was better than we've seen in recent weeks. But overall, I don't think there's much to talk about from this match. And there wasn't. Once again, the main takeaway is we're safe, finally. So this cloud that's been hanging over our heads is, is finally gone, and we can officially get excited for the summer window and the things that are going to take place. We can start, you know, paying more attention to what's going on with the, you know, the managerial situation. Um, some of the additional director positions that are going to be filled by Schneider and, um, you know, the squad overhaul that needs to happen in the summer, which we've been kind of postponing talking about too deeply just because, you know, the main concern is what's going on in the pitch with trying to lock up safety. But that has been taken care of. So once again, just looking forward to hopefully seeing some youngsters get an opportunity in the first team. And then, you know, additionally um, seeing what what players try to step up and, and, you know, mark their place in the team for next year. I mean, I'm ready for the season to be over. It's been a long season for us too, and absolutely. So, um, the sooner we get the season over with and, and and start rebuilding in the in the off season, uh, the better it is. Uh, you know, we're both we're we're tired. The team's tired. Management's tired. Everyone's tired. So, uh, season's it's almost time for the uh, the women's World Cup. Hey, there you go. There so you there, go. There, That'll be more so- exciting. More goals so- than Shaka. Soccer never sleeps. There's always soccer on TV if you want to watch soccer. So we just don't have to talk about it. We get a nice little podcast break. So there you know. we and go. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure all of our <laughs> listeners will be happy to uh, get a break from us as well. That's right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, anything else you want to talk about tonight? Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, so, I'm so glad that we, dude. Because once again, if we had finished 16th, I'm oh. sorry, but I have no confidence that we win that promotion you know, playoff game or whatever. I mean, I just... And if we got relegated, I have no confidence we would have came back next year, the year after, I, don't, I mean. I, I don't know if I would have been able to watch that game if we had to play in that in that game. So I'm just I'm just so relieved that we found a way to avoid 16th. I mean, yeah, I mean, 15th is not is not where we want to be in the table, but, you know. It would have been a double relegation playoff, really, because Stuttgart on the last game, which I wouldn't have confidence if it came down to win or take, you know, take, yeah, take all. Yeah, that's true. And then going to relegation playoff against you yeah. know Union Berlin or or, Han- or Hamburg or whoever, um, and turn out survive that. I don't know if that will happen. So, yeah, we lucked out. Shout out to Cologne for getting promoted. Good to have yeah. Cologne back in the Bundesliga. I think that's a good team for the Bundesliga brand and everything. So glad to see the Billy Goats back up. Yeah, a lot of goal scored. A lot of goals scored by them this year. Uh, I I assume it'll slow down just a bit when they come to the league next year. But hopefully they can. Uh, it's good to see them in the. In the in the Bundesliga, uh, a great city to go to. So if people haven't got a chance to go visit there yet, go do it. It's it's great. Their winter market is awesome. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm excited to see them. <laughs> I'm going off topics here tonight. Um, good to see them back up. I'm going to be uh, slightly cheering for Union Berlin on the side there. I just I enjoy watching that team on the side. Um, but uh, Schalke is the, the true the true team here. So um, yeah, on that note, I think we should just wrap this one up. And there's no point in uh, dragging this one out. Born game, you know, we talked about what we need to talk about with Wagner and then the supervisory board. Uh, we can leave it up to see what else uh, gets thrown our way this uh, upcoming week uh, with with Leverkusen. I did hear before we do, and um, that Chaka looked like they were on the verge of re-signing uh, Bernard Tikpeti from uh, oh, where is he at right now? Belgium. 
Yeah, we have that. We have that buyback clause, I think, in that in his contract, so we can pull him in if we want to. Yeah, he's he's played really well. Ten goals, or something, like, right? Yeah, yeah, and a, and a bunch of assists as well. Um, I don't know. I, I to be, I mean, I'm going to be totally. I haven't watched his performances. Yeah. Um, I, I I know he was one of those guys who was always just right on the cusp. He he was in a lot of match day squads, but didn't see the field that often. And he was always right on the verge of kind of breaking into the first team. Um, maybe this move away has has done a lot of good for him, and he's improved, and he's finally ready to come back to Schalke and make an impact. But um, I'm not fully convinced that he's the answer we're looking for. I think maybe we just kind of let him be and not ruin his career again once he's getting momentum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm always happy when you know when people you know get an opportunity elsewhere and make the most of it. So I'm really happy for him. But um, maybe I'll have to go watch some some highlight reels of what he's accomplished this season to form a better opinion on that but uh i don't know we'll leave it for another pod absolutely <laughs> on that note that'll wrap this one up we want to thank shalka for uh the wonderful tidbits and uh, all the joy you get to watch him this year we have uh, survived relegation that's the most important thing that's all i care about jack um we want to thank give a shout out obviously to our friends nbc for nashville jack where, jack where can our followers find you on social media J.M. Mangan, J-M-M-A-N-G-A-N, on the Twitter machine. On the Twitter machine, right on. And then you can find me as well at R underscore K-H-A-R-M-A-N on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and wherever, really. And you can even find me on YouTube. Not that that's anything exciting, but just can give it a shot. Anyway. Yeah, I, I post on Instagram like once every few months, and it's never Shalka related so there's really no reason to follow me on there. Or just creep. Anyway. I mean, you, you could. <laughs> well, on that note, my friends, uh, we should definitely get out of here. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we'll we'll catch you on the next pod. Shoot.